It's episode five of Solving the World. We've done five of these now. That's unbelievable. It feels just like yesterday. And yet, still no sponsorships. Still no sponsorships. What's up with that? The advertising is minimum at best. But we're here. We're back for episode <laughs> <Minimum> five. <at laughs> And uh, we have a special guest. We'll be introducing him very shortly. But welcome to episode five of Solving the World with Jonathan Hamilton and Joel Butcher with producer Declan Condon. Featuring Declan Condon. Well, but Joel, how, how have you been? How was your weekend? Mm, I'd rather answer that question if he asked it to me a little bit differently. There's just some phrasing. Well, Maybe a two-word we'll, phrase. We'll get to that two-word <laughs> phrase. I'm First, I want to know how your weekend was, and then we'll get to that. I had a good weekend. Uh, let's see. what I do? Uh, someone had a birthday party, I think. Mm. What did we do this weekend? <laughs> Came into the swim house for a little bit? Oh, yeah. Okay. That, uh, that's what I was, I was like. Some kind of big different party than the other parties we have every single weekend because we're crazy like that. But, yeah, I went to the swim party, saw David, uh, you know, played. Uh, Bible games, of course. Sang songs, campfire songs. You, uh, uh, typical swim party type stuff. Talk um, about Genesis. Everybody went to bed at eight thirty. They're all the same. Yeah. They're all I, the same. The swimmers, uh, they're about exactly what you expect. They're very disciplined. Uh, they don't, they don't like to get too crazy. They like to really uh, treat the, their bodies. No temple. puzzles past midnight. <laughs> no puzzles. <laughs> past they're meticulous. They're very timed. Right. They're they're quick. Nah, right, the swimmers, yeah. they're the craziest bunch of screwballs you'll meet on this campus when it comes to partying in some aspects. Uh, probably can't get to all that thanks to the FCC on here, but yeah, they, they you guys know how to get down. Let's say that. Or a throwdown. Declan down. Condon, what were you up to this weekend? Um, What did I do this weekend? I went to Pittsburgh for a little. Okay. Walked around there. City of Bridges, love it. Um, Yeah, it's nice down there. I like it's it there. Big. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't do much. Just because or... Yeah, I was bored. Yeah, my girlfriend and I went Tuesday. I feel like I did something just random. significant this weekend. I can't remember what it is now. Didn't you go to the game? Went to the basketball game. Too. I did go to the basketball Oh, yes. my friend Chad yes. was in town. It's friend and Chad, bro. It's yeah. a great <laughs> game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, yeah. Chad? Not that anybody did asked. Did you go to Fisai after? But I went to Purdue this weekend. Um, hung out with some friends. I uh, went to the game on Sunday. Uh, Boilermakers, good basketball team, let me tell you. I saw you landed in that super high-tech. Purdue Airport. Too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an airport that looks like it has live livestock. Well, that's uh, that's a it's like, a it was a Boeing. I took a picture of like a, of like a what do you call it? one of those things? Uh, it's a little advanced for my. Uh, it's a little, it's the the, little the jargon's a little advanced for me. <laughs> the but, um, the jargon. It was like a wind tunnel, a fancy wind tunnel. I was gonna say it looks just like Boeing a big, like, donated it to Purdue because Purdue's like you know a big nerdy yeah. you know engineering school. So it was pretty cool. And then my f- my friends at a rocket club. Like he's 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 got the brain That's cells. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. We, we what is it? Rocket science? It's literally rocket science. But no, it was pretty Can't cool. Can't say that to him. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. But I always think the people that like actually do those jobs—that's just so funny. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, well, it's not rocket science. Oh, it's it like, is rocket science, though. Well, no, actually, it quite literally is. Yeah. So, well, anyways, Joel, I have a question for you, and I think you know <laughs> what's coming. Uh, Joel, what's what's popping? <laughs> I feel like that needs to be followed by something these days. Maybe a little wacky sound. Get a yeah, sound yeah. Part. Brand new whip. Uh, but what's popping? Sponsored by... Perfect. Sponsored by uh, U92. U92. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, some things I had written down. We had Geno Smith, the esteemed WU alum, signed a nice little contract after that year. He uh, got paid. He did sure get paid. That's $105 million over three years. That's better than my paycheck, I'll tell you that much. And for those of you uh, that are good at math, you know that is a lot of money. Each year, thirty-five a year. Is it? Is that how that math works? You know who made more? (laughs) You know who made more than him? 
Danny Dimes. Danny. 40, 40, 40 million a year. I mean, I'm, actually, okay. Let's go. It's fair. It's, it's, it's fair. It is disrespectful, uh, but in terms of NFL production, it's fair. Like, that's Geno Smith versus Danny Dimes. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just the who W. Are you taking? Who are you starting? You have a franchise. Who are you going with? Geno Smith or Danny Dimes? Kenny Pickett. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the obvious answer. But actually, okay, if I'm starting a franchise, I mean, I uh, I don't know, though. Because I don't think you have really that many more great years out of Danny Dimes because he's such like a running type of guy, right, he, sort of. He's going to get hit, right? And yeah. He's going to get injured. That's the and problem. And he's not like a – I mean, he's pretty big, but he's not like, you know, like a – Big Ben type of big, and mm. I don't know. I would probably, I don't know. I want to say Gino so bad. I would probably go Gino. I mean, I know he's mm. so much older, but it's the uh, the age. I take Danny Dimes for the age. I think maybe for the production, probably Gino because I like his game better in regards to longevity. Take Gino, draft a young guy, let Gino teach him his ways. There we go. Almost that's seven. Like, that's like the next Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was sweet. And then so wait, but then what was the guaranteed? It was like 175 guaranteed, or no, 175. 75. Oh, 75. I think it was like 80. No, I think it was like 80 something. So that's, that's like what? Had two years up. of then. I can't remember. It was 40 million years. So he had four-year contract. So well, two years. Mm, okay. Roughly. I mean, I don't know if it breaks down. 52 like million in 2023. 82 million fully guaranteed. Oh, no, that's mm. nuts. Wish I could make that money. But speaking of he that, like dancing, dude. With the he went to Duke. Stuff. Duke. He d- what? He went to Duke. He played yeah, football at Duke. I'm that's sure crazy. that's a drop in the bucket for some. Oh, Danny Dimes. Yeah. The, you know, yeah, he should be able to people. negotiate yeah. his own contracts, dude. Mm-hmm. What does he need anybody for? Yeah, he's probably doing like non-Euclidean geometry. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, hypothetically, if I throw the ball here to Darius Slayton, well, actually, it's the just, asymptote yeah. of this vertical. <laughs> careful. I'm not a math guy. Yeah, but Kyrie also went to Duke and. You see, you see someone. And exactly, takes. dude. Look at him. Look how <laughs> smart yeah, he's he is. Very intelligent. Yeah, he is intelligent. Listens to science. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, he's great. I guess now would be the good time to introduce David after he's been talking. Uh, but that uh, fourth voice you hear today is esteemed. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Acclaimed. You've heard about him. You love him. You've seen him on your Wheaties boxes. David Snyder, Division One swimmer, WU. The uh, Big 12, two-time Big 12 bronze medal winner. Is that right? Or three? Three. Three-time, two relays, and then the mm-hmm. 100 fly. So I swam with him in high school. Uh, I taught him everything he knows. Uh, a lot of people said I was a little faster, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> I chose retirement. You swam when the yeah. cameras were off. Exactly. You swam when the cameras were on. I, yeah, you know, I'm kind of like the the Batman of swimming. You know, no one's ever seen me and a guy like Michael Phelps in the same room. Wait a second. <laughs> no one's ever seen Wait me and Phelps in the same room. Wait a minute, what? What? No, but uh, we're here. We're going to talk a little swimming, talk a little Big 12 action, a little, I don't know, behind the scenes stuff. Just some questions I think would be interesting to pick ask. His and brain. And I got a yeah, question. Pick that did they brain. Question? Did they broadcast swimming like on ESPN? They like, did, yeah. So only yeah. for like Big 12s, but like Joel watched. Um, they put it on ESPN Plus, so like Big 12 Network, I think. Weird, weird. They put most of the conference championships on there. I watched Big 10s, watched Pac 12s, and then. Next week, NCAA Women's, so down on spring break. I'll definitely be watching that with my friends. And then Word. the next week is the men's. Then that'll be on ESPN as well. But, like, typical dual meets, no, you're not getting broadcasted. Yeah. Now, quick question. Um, what is, like, the SEC of swimming? 
Like, what's the conference that's like, oh, oh boy. The SEC. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, someone's the Alabama it's funny how that works. swimming, or yeah. I guess we would say the Georgia now is swimming, is definitely Texas. Texas, okay. Yeah. So Which uh, guys, we swim against in the Big 12. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. They're but, uh, you only got one more year of them. So, <laughs> yeah. So they're definitely the Alabama of swimming, but. Overall conference, the SEC is very dominant. Sure. Although the Pac-12 is also I was going to say because Arizona State, fast, Cal and Stanford Cal, are pretty good. Cal and Arizona State, uh, Arizona State just won SECs this year. But they have but Phelps' uh, old trainer as their yeah, head. Bob is he Bowman. the head coach? Yeah, Bob yeah. Bowman's the head coach. He was Phelps' personal coach his entire life. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Really. Right. Yeah, I mean. In terms of recruitment. But, yeah, I guess just some questions like, I don't know. To start off on just just some basic being like a Division One athlete, when did it? What was like the first thing you did coming to W that you were like, whoa, like this is kind of like this is different, or like you felt different? Because like we always talk like with your swimming friends about how W is like such a poor state for swimming, and like no offense to any of our West Virginia swimming fans out there, but you know it's pretty, it's pretty uh, not a big market for yeah. it. I don't think. No, not at all. I mean, you literally go across the border to Ohio and like. I was a, you know, not to brag, I was on our state team here, and, like, I wouldn't have even made JV in Ohio, like, yeah, with my times. Like, I mean, it's crazy. I, all the jokes about Ohio, they've got crazy athletics. They really like, do. Across oh, the yeah. board. Like, they, they, they show yeah, up. Yeah, they're really up and coming with, like, I mean, they're on par with, like, almost, like, Florida and some Texas, of those states like that that yeah. have, like, those academy-type schools. Yeah. Flor- but, Ohio's crazy with athletics. So, yeah, I guess that's just the question. Like, what's, like, the first thing you did that was, like, you felt different or like you knew it was going to be a lot different than everything you'd done before. Yeah, honestly, it would it would literally just be the first practice like I bet just, just like seeing it. Wow, I am so much worse than all these <laughs> other guys. And it's not even like I'm so much worse, but just like I'm not the best on this team like by any measure and I'm actually near the bottom of it. But like as a freshman, you kind of come in. I mean, you get those like talented guys. There's one guy in my class that broke a world record now. Uh he's a professional yeah. swimmer, but no uh, he transferred right after our freshman year, but like Who was that again? Hunter Armstrong. Hun- ah, yeah. But um you get those guys, but then you get the the rest of the pack, and we're just coming in, and all those upperclassmen are a lot better than us, and we're chasing them. And that's that was kind of the most eye-opening experience. Was well, I'm on a real college team with some real like big cats now, so that was pretty cool to see. But what exactly what 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 was that moment? You just saw the guys like taking laps, or like what what exactly was the moment you were like, oh boy, like this is this is probably getting into like a lane and not going first. Like uh, these dudes would, yeah. These dudes would right up on my feet if I was going first in that lane and my entire life I mean like Joel said West Virginia club swimming is not really a hot spot for yeah, us so like, <laughs> we would have like seniors in our state like when we were freshmen like seniors like supposed to be the big dogs coming up to David at meets being like please don't beat me today too bad man like take it easy and so like I just imagine like when you're experiencing something like that for so long going to a division one school because like West Virginia has definitely gained more acclaim in the big, tw- like being in the Big Twelve and stuff. But before definitely. they weren't like the biggest really school ever. But even you know, like compared to like an Indiana or like a like we said like Arizona State. But like Indiana, still, you say Indiana is a really good swimming oh, school. Yeah, I mean, are, Mark yeah. Spitz, soccer and swimming. That's but, yeah, those mm-hmm. are the sports. Like even I mean I know like going out of high school you were looking at a lot of different places like, or different places didn't really expect to go to W. So it's just interesting to see like. And even, like, swimming in the natatorium, like, our state meet is in the old natatorium where you, like, you swam for, how many, was that only one year? Uh, no, I only swam in there until October of my freshman year. Yeah, okay, that's The new pool opened up pretty pretty quickly once I, I remember uh, Ed Denny telling me that, you know, 2019. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think. 
No, okay. So, okay, more along the lines of that is like you I know like I just know you guys are like such good friends and stuff. So, is that something you are kind of that's another thing I think is sort of similar in swimming is like it's not as it's weird. It's not as it is competitive, but being that it's an individual sport, there's not as much like team like rivalry. Like, no there is camaraderie, oh, but like was that kind of refreshing once you started to feel like meet like Jack and like some guys like that? Like, what? How did that feel? Like, kind of knowing that it was going to be, at least in that aspect, similar to high school. Yeah, like, swimming. Swimming's a certainly different sport. Um, one because as much as it is, is as it is a team sport, it's also an individual sport. So you're fighting for like spots on the team within relays and stuff like that. But the best thing about swimming is that's kind of all left on the pool deck. Um, you take you take care of business when you're out there. But like outside of the pool, I mean, we all live with each other. Uh, like these are our best friends. I mean, we're stuck doing practice with each other 20 hours a week. So you better make friends with your teammates. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's easy to uh, like the guys I met at WU. I mean, I love these guys forever. They are some of my best friends. I stay in touch with the seniors from when I was a freshman still. Um, so it really does build like strong relationships, but not to say that I, I'm not trying to beat these guys in practice or beat them in meets. Uh, certainly not. Mm. Yeah. I just, I feel like that's gotta be like an interesting dynamic. Cause I mean, I just know, our like on our team in high school like we obviously were all good friends and stuff but then when the stakes are higher in college and you get a lot of different like mentalities sort of and like extreme mentalities in one room i could see where it'd be easy to guys to kind of like you know get mad at each other let things kind of get to each other i mean there's definitely been like some clashing personalities like even i've gone off on a couple people in practice and the same has happened to me uh but that's just like when emotions are getting high when you're when you're on a really hard set and like people are cutting stuff or like not going on the right interval or something like you're already frustrated enough doing that set so you're, you go at each other's throats but like i said like we go into the locker room once we're in the showers now like it's gone it's it's that's in the past you leave that on the deck mm-hmm. that's i just thought it's just something that seems kind of unique to swimming that you know i like to i think more people would be interested to know because you know you think an individual sport would be the opposite people are more at each other's throats and stuff but it's really not mm-hmm. like that but yeah any I got a question. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> do you have any rivalries and or do you want to start one on this podcast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, who are you trying to call out? Yeah. I mean, Pitts. someone from Texas who's a nah, top swimmer? Nah, who's nah. a top swimmer at Texas? Yeah, who's a swimmer that you just absolutely can't stand? Who's going to name drop? <laughs> Let's try to get some NIL <laughs> deals. Are, but I'm not name dropping. Um, team-wise, like I'm obviously Pitt, but th- that's a school rivalry. Um as far as like swimming rivalries go with our team, I think we I think we birthed one this past year with Cincinnati. Hey, uh, we, future we, Big now Twelve. Now that they're coming in the Big Twelve, uh, yeah, oh man. I, I think we definitely started a rivalry with Cincinnati. But I'm excited. I mean, we had one of the best dual meets of my life against them. Uh, it was a lot of fun. What's a swimming rivalry like? Uh, you guys splash each other. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a lot of yelling. <laughs> hey, bro. <across laughs> the deck. I, mean, I mean, it's a lot of yelling across the deck. You're not talking behind behind the blocks of those guys. Uh, my coach always likes to say, don't make friends in the pace lane. Right. So, just stuff like that. <laughs> That's, That's cool. But, Jonathan, anything, any more swimming-related questions? David, talk oh. about the preparation <laughs> that goes into a meet, like, uh, or, or a practice. Like, what, what do you do? You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I can, do, I can do the meet more because practice is just I roll out of bed and drive to practice and just – think about not wanting to be there because <laughs> it's practice nobody that likes part to never practice changes. Talk about i mean practice. i love i love swimming i love racing i love competing but like nobody really loves practice that's just a fact of the nature uh but for me i mean that's to each their own i know a lot of guys like one of my good friends one of my best training partners here 
Uh, he's our backstroker, and he's listening to, like, the heaviest metal you could ever imagine <laughs> behind the blocks. Like, someone like me, I've never listened to music before races. Uh, I didn't do it in high school. I don't do it now. I'm just kind of like – I like to float around. I like to enjoy the moment. I like to talk to people. Uh, I like to talk to my teammates, talk to my coach before races. Um, I try to, like, draw the attention away from what I'm about to do. Not to say that I'm not focused on it by any means, but I just kind of like to do my own thing, and and I think that works out the best for me. And it, it is. It's whatever works best for you. Like like I said, he loves that heavy metal stuff. Uh, I don't think I could ever do that, but it's to each their own. Talk about the nerves before a meet. Are they there? Are you pretty confident? Like, how do you feel before a meet? Are you ready to go? Yeah, I think it depends on the meet. Like, uh, like a Big 12, there's definitely nerves. It's the last meet of your season. It's all we train for all year long, pretty much. Um, so there's definitely some nervous energy there. But like, like with any uh, anything, nerves are just good energy. Like, if you know how to channel yeah. it. And that's what I like to do. I just try to channel those butterflies. Not saying that I don't get them at all. I certainly do. But as long as you know where you're putting that energy to, I think you can perform pretty well. What time of the year do you think you swim best? Do you think uh, – probably not the beginning of the year, I would guess. I think you're a little rusty. Um, Is it the middle of the year? Is it the end of the year? Are you tired at the end of the year? Like, like what's that like? Yeah, so uh, for those of you not familiar, like, the way swimming works is you're kind of training all year long for that end of the season meet. So the meet that we just had in February, Big 12s. you're training really hard up until about, for me, I'm a sprinter. I'd say about four weeks out, you start to taper down. So the way taper works is you're, you're basically lowering the volume. You're lowering the amount of yardage you're doing per practice, but you're increasing intensity. You're doing a lot more sprint work on a lot more rest. So like the fact that you've built that base all year long, doing all that hard practice, you have the aerobic background, you have the strength, you have the speed, you have the technique, you focused on all the details. Now that time of tapering down, it kind of gives you a chance to really rest your body. You're getting more sleep, getting more rest within practice and out of practice, and that's when you swim at your peak. Sure, sure. I have an, I have an odd question. I've heard about this. No, not allowed. No odd questions on this, <laughs> this program. This is an odd question. It's, ha- <laughs> it's happening. Strictly by the book here at Solving the World. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong. Um, <laughs> shaving, right? Yeah. Do, you, do, you like, do you shave like... I mean, you want to feel my leg right now? There's no hair on my do leg you, right now. You I can like show you some sh- gruesome pictures from my Do you do school. it just for like sh- like the like Big 12 ch- uh, tournament or like or whatever it's called? Or is it like you have to do it all the time? No, nah, it's just Big 12s. I mean, for me, this past summer, I was lucky enough to qualify for Phillips 66 Nationals in Irvine, California. So that was another big meet for me. That was like the end of the summer meet. I trained all summer, tapered down at the end of the summer. So I shaved then. Um swam throughout the entire year didn't shave for our mid-season invite which is probably our second biggest meet of the year we have a lot of teams come to morgantown and everybody's just trying to go a fast time before right. christmas uh but yeah i mainly just shave for big 12s yeah because i've heard that like you, you just shave for like the biggest tournament of the year so yeah. i thought that would be kind mm-hmm. of a funny question to ask yeah you know, so i did. i am recently shaved uh <laughs> freshly shaved. and i hate it i've always hated it yeah uh, sure. a lot of people love it they always talk about like they can't wait like my roommate in big 12s this year is like can't wait to get under the covers after we shave and i was like <laughs> i hate it I feel so like it'd be much itchy. do you nah, it's the worst it's feeling a, in the world it's a weird like some feeling people when love you it, first do it and like put pants on and stuff but like Nah, I I, I kind of want to ask. Do you really buy into that, or do you go more or lean more to the like opinion that it's more of like a mental thing and that feeling? Like obviously, if you're a super hairy guy, like it mm-hmm. makes a difference. But like really, like do you think it's more of like mental, or do you think it actually is no, worth it? No, I, I actually buy into it. I I've always said I'm more of a shave guy than a taper guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I know taper works, but I've always thought that the shave helps me better. Like if I taper for me and don't shave, 
and I swim like decent, but not as good as I thought. I'm like, wow, I could have swam so much faster if I had the shape. It's just like the shock. Like your body is mm-hmm. shocked when you jump well, in. Well, it's the so water. much about feel and being able to feel mm-hmm. yourself right. in the water and the like whole sport having is that feel driven. different it's connection. F- yeah, yeah. It's like, I th- I just think it's crazy too. It's like, uh, and it's it's so much different than riding a bike. Like you stop swimming for like two three days and you get back in and you're like, dude, I don't even like. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was never good in the water. Um, I know how to swim. I could do the basics, but uh, I <laughs> we just grew up no in like way. a swimming community, though. Like, it was we just really ever did. since I can remember, I was swimming and like it was. I was pushed to swim, not like pushed, but you know, encouraged to encouraged. swim and yeah. stuff. We had a huge summer league program, so mm-hmm. it kind of drew a lot of the kids in our mm-hmm. neighborhood. I mean, Joel and I live like ten houses down from each other back home, but it, it drew a lot of kids into the pool. Yeah, at a very young age. It's something like now that I've that I'm older and I have like the perspective, I really appreciate like. Because, I mean, just knowing how to swim, not even being good or being competitive or whatever, but just knowing how to swim and doing it well is, like, so important, I think, for everybody, like, especially kids. And so, like, just having, like, Linda and, like, the lifeguards and people like that around there. Shout out Linda Alt. That's my mom's name, Linda. No way. Look at that. What are the odds? Another woman named Linda? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, she was just always encouraging kids to swim. And, like, she was, like, one of those people that, like, if you were, like, oh, no, I don't don't swim. She's, like, she'd be, like, what? Yeah. You, what do you mean you don't swim? I mean, it's like she taught me how to swim. <laughs> it's so. like the scene, like the John Wayne movie. You ever seen it? The little kid tells him he can't swim. He goes, how old are you? And he's like, six. <laughs> and he just picks him up and throws him in the water. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, gotta learn. How do you uh, judge like a good swimmer from like a trash swimmer? Like how do you like, who's like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of just obvious to like Time. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you can see, I, I mean, some of my friends from home, like that didn't even swim. Like Joel and I have a friend, Carter, who's like never swam in his life and the kid can swim. Like, and Dude, I don't like good. acknowledge yeah. it. Like he's a good swimmer. Yeah. He's never swam in his life. Then I have other friends who like, they look like they're drowning every <laughs> time. <they get> there. <laughs> so it, it's pretty easy to tell the difference. It's like coming out of the water, like, you know, they, they're slower. They go like too high or too yeah, low. Yeah, they're just like chopping or? at the water. Yeah. Like you can just tell they have no idea what they're right. going to stay afloat. The that kinda, I feel like that sort of ties back too to what we were saying with like the competitive, the competitiveness like between each other on a team is like as much, even as much as you would want to like try to compare yourself to someone like with swimming, you have that time. Like, you know exactly where you stand Absolutely. compared to everybody. So it kind of humbles you a little bit, like, if you when you get to that level, which is, like, just one of those weird things. But then I guess just two more, or that was one of the questions, but just one more swimming-based question, then we can get to the main topic of the evening. The main event. The main event. But uh, just, like, what was the first thing? Like, you mentioned Phillips 66. So what was the first thing, or, or what was something you did where you really – felt like or did you ever feel imposter syndrome like a little bit like i know you've always been a confident swimmer and like you know never like doubted yourself but i know you probably never saw yourself sort of maybe to those levels maybe you did i don't know but like doing something like that was it hard to kind of really like be like okay no like i deserve to be here like i should be here like i belong with these guys yeah no i think that is a good point there's definitely a sense of imposter syndrome when i was there I mean, like, I've never been to a meet of that caliber where there's just Olympians strolling along the pool deck, yeah. and you're watching. And not like finals, knocking you, like, but like, no, this is no, just like these are like all. videos we've been watching since we oh, were. Oh yeah, like dude, I grew up I mean, watching. Since you were younger, guys, but like, yeah, I grew up watching these guys, and now I'm watching them live swim right next to me. Like, it yeah. was certainly an imposter syndrome. Um, and another thing was like, there was only two guys from my team that made it, just me and my friend Justin, and like, there's teams there, like. Auburn probably had 30 kids there and it's just like wow like we both felt kind of out of place but it was just like it was the experience that we went for 
mm-hmm. um, just to say that we did it, and we just went fine. That's it, definitely it wasn't yeah, like a definitely wasn't the swims we were expecting. I think we wanted to go a lot faster, but we came home happy that we did it. We we were happy just to be there. So and that's a once in a lifetime Absolutely. type of thing. I would say like that's just one of those big. I don't know what the other like another sport comparison would really be, but like that's like one of those things you definitely like are aware of if you're a swimmer mm-hmm. those types of meets and stuff so that's really cool but i don't know does anyone else have any more swimming related questions or inquiries when did you start swimming when i was four years old wow yeah four years like i said she's 17 years that's 17 crazy years. that's crazy and then now are you f- officially done now or is I there am. anything else I going on i do on? not think i will touch a pool for the next 10 years how does that feel pretty good just that feeling of knowing like <laughs> like Are you a senior yeah okay no practice no upcoming practice no upcoming yeah. big national meet because no, now nice. Nice. is like would be preparing for like long course season right mm-hmm. or that's yeah. springtime it never really stopped that's another thing about swimming they may not know like it really doesn't stop uh i mean when, when people go home in the summer they can choose not to train uh but like i always stayed in morgantown in the summer so i was training here with the team every single summer I'd say the only break I got was the two weeks after Big 12s and then the week after the end of the long course season in the summer. So I was training for, what, 59 or 49 weeks straight pretty much every single <laughs> yeah. year. I mean, you swim during Christmas too? Yep. Wow. wow. You have to. Like like Joel said earlier, you take one day out of the, out of the pool, it's two days to get back. So mm. Yeah, I mean, you just like you keep building and building on that feel and then like literally like a couple of days and everything you've been working on like that can just be kind of – I'm not lost, but like you're set back a little bit. Right. It's just so like extreme down to the down to the freaking it's like very meticulous. Yeah. I have another question. What kind of physical toll is swimming taking on your body, would you say? Has it been I'm gonna get double shoulder replacements within the next five years probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean my shoulders are absolutely shredded. Mm. Uh legs not as much. Um I tore my ACL in high school playing soccer, but like I don't even feel that now. Uh, only when I swim breaststroke, which I never swim, and I, I just don't do it in practice because it hurts me a little bit. But like, dude, the shoulders—it's insane. Uh, I really can't describe it. Like, just moving your arms that much every single day—it really takes a toll. On Especially your body. being like a sure. flyer, where you're yeah, just yeah. like Especially throwing your arms. Like just like my shoulders are pretty ripped apart. It's supposed to be like as much like a natural thing, do but like. All those pressures. It's like, do you get like a massage? Do you get like yeah? You know, so okay. so we do get massages, um, and and those help. Uh, but for that, I usually get my legs worked on when I'm getting massaged, just so they're fresh for kick. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's pretty much the only like physical rehab I would ever do. And and that's another issue. Like I I'm really bad at taking care of my body, like outside of the pool. And I think that's common among a lot of Division One athletes. Like, sure, yeah. y- you have to take care of your body outside of the pool. But a lot of people are just so worn down from practice and stuff that it's hard to go home and stretch. It's hard to go home and roll out. Um, so partially, it is on me for not taking care of myself. But I mean, it, it is a it's a physically exhausting sport. One more question. I, I just keep coming up with questions. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, this is what's your diet like? You, do you have? Is there certain foods you have to avoid? I that's mean, a, yeah. I, I I would say I have a pretty atypical uh, atypical diet. I really do not watch what I eat whatsoever. Uh, luckily, like at W, like we get Coliseum meals, um, like dinners twice a week, breakfast three times a week. So like those are always healthy, and those are made by the, like the school or like the Olympic sports nutritionist. Like she sets the menu for that. Uh, so those are always good. 
But other than that, like, I mean, Joel can attest to it. I was like, going to say. I can eat like a horse. Like, you may not think <laughs> it because I don't now, look like a, that big of a dude, but I can <laughs> eat a lot. That mm. is true, but, like, you also literally just do not like unhealthy food. Yeah, like, I really don't. I've never had soda in my only life. Only drinks I'm water. Jealous. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I've never had soda. I only yeah. drink like milk, coffee, and water. Wow, um, milk's one of my favorites. Like that's what I thought was funny when you were talking about taper and like it's only like it's mainly like the workout part. But in high school, they would always stress to us about like the diet, and I would always be at practice like, man, like this diet like part is kind of hard. I'm like, have you been? I asked you out one time. I was like, is this like, like have you been like struggling with this at all? And you're like, no, nah, I just I don't really change that part i yeah, always kind of eat healthy and i was like yeah no that checks out yeah i wish i, I wish i was like you <laughs> just like unhealthy food yeah i can't get that's like uh i just i understand like my my girlfriend's the same way like just doesn't like any drinks besides water like her favorite foods are vegetables and like your favorite food How? is it still chicken cordon oh, yeah, bleu definitely yeah. chicken well, cordon i mean i don't bleu. i would say like yeah entrees stuff like that i really don't eat that unhealthy but like I have a terrible sweet tooth. Like I oh, I yeah. eat a ton of ice cream. Oh, yeah. Um I love donuts. I love yeah. chocolate. I'm not like a big like Skittle sweet type of guy, but like I go crazy on chocolate. I can't eat dinner without eating chocolate oh, afterwards. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. like that is an issue for me. Who would you say is the most impressive eater on the team? Impressive <laughs> eater. Someone that like cuz I know I know what I've seen. You the I remember the the Burger the King assault of days gone by back you ate like three chicken sandwiches and like thirty nuggets back oh, when they yeah, had that crazy yeah, nugget deal. I remember that, like after a high school meet one time. So yeah, who's someone? I know you're, you know, one of the best. So, but who's someone that yeah. you even had to take a, like the Mike Tyson? Every every head must bow, every tongue must confess. I had a buddy Michael <laughs> who could really put Love it down, uh, and he didn't enjoy it at all. Like he just ate and ate and ate and would just never be full. Um, so he was pretty good, but then a kid right now that can really eat a lot is Wes. This kid named Wes. Like I, yeah, he seems like he could be like, um, and and the kid just likes to eat, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're working out so much. No, when you're really a swimmer, yeah, whatsoever. But yeah, your body's gonna need food. Yeah, that kid can eat. But all right, I think that about does it for swim talk. That was swim talk with that was swim talk on solving the world, sponsored by U ninety two U ninety two swimming. Started by Joel Butcher and Jonathan Hampton and Declan Condon. It took you a second. I was doing it for dramatic effect. Uh, But that (laughs) brings us to our main topic, which I've been kind of excited about thinking uh, over the last couple days. But high school rivalries. Just because Declan and I were talking, I think he has like, and then you as well, Jonathan, are from different areas and have a little bit different experience yep. but i think we both i mean then i know david and i have some interesting stories and some stuff that is not quite as typical so we can get right into that but i'll start by we can go around and like just name who our high school's rival was and like rival i had such a hard time with those double r's but who the who they were and then like i guess like just a little bit of backstory explaining like why your rivals something like that so jonathan if you Sure, I'll start because I probably have the most boring. Uh, I grew up in a little town called Old Lyme, Connecticut. Uh, a little small town on the Connecticut coast. Um, our rival was Old Saybrook. It's the town right next. So I actually lived in the Old cl- Saybrook. Wait, so what was your high school again? Lime Old Lime High School. Lime Old Lime? Yep. L O L H S. No, no way. I'm serious. L O L H S. Lame Old Lame. Lame Old Lame. Oh, that was definitely on a couple. What was the other school again? Uh, old Saybrook. Old Saber. That was definitely yeah. a old Saybrook T-shirt. <laughs> I have one, but I can't say it. 
<laughs> oh boy. Anyway, so LOL high school. Yeah, we were the Wildcats and they were the Rams. That's we also had a soccer rivalry with a school called Morgan. I was gonna say, what was the um, biggest sport the rivalry was in? Hoops, for hoops. sure. Yeah, hoops. Is uh, that was that what? It, like a bigger hoops? sport around I there? did not. I'm 5'9", dude. How am I going to play? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Jonathan was like star center for that yeah, team. Yeah, he dropped a 1,000 in high school. Yeah, he had like absolutely. 400 wet rebounds. From, absolutely wet from three. I do have a nice three ball. I do have a decent three ball. But <laughs> Jonathan it, just driving down the lane and slamming yeah, yeah. one, Boom. shattering a backboard. Uh, you know, of course. Yeah, of course. You know me. Down <laughs> in the paint. No, but uh, yeah, definitely basketball. Uh, we, ha- we shared. We, we, we had a small school, so we shared our football team. Uh, with the school called shared a football team. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's small town. That's crazy. I've I mean, heard, I, I've, I've heard never heard of that before. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, trust me, with some of the single A's and double A schools around West Virginia, we've heard of. There's definitely been some. Yeah, we shared with a school called the Valley Regional High School, um, and we had we had a rivalry with HK Adam Killingworth for football. I mean, I wasn't big into the football really mm-hmm. high school football. It's not big in Connecticut. It's just not. It like nobody. What is the sport more up there? Is it? Hoops, hoops. Sure. Yeah, Basketball. I was gonna say like soccer, UConn, especially being around lacrosse, there. Uh, um, yeah, lacrosse. Baseball, it, it like the like Catholic schools are big with baseball and stuff like that. Like some schools in like Fairfield County are, take things a little bit more seriously, but where I'm from, like high school isn't that big a deal. Like we don't like. I wasn't like, oh my god, go Wildcats! Like, you know, I was like, yeah. Wildcats everywhere. Yeah, I would go to some games, and you know, I go to some football games, basketball games. You guys I played baseball, you know. You didn't join in when they were singing in the cafeteria. Yeah, uh, we did not. No, unfortunately, not. Doing show tunes. I I, I did theater, but yeah, I didn't. But uh, were you? So you, you didn't play bat? Did, what did, what sports did you play? Did I played you play? baseball. You played baseball. Yep. So yep. who was was the? What? I keep forgetting. Like these are kind of. Interesting names here, yes. but what was the name of the rivalry again? The main one, Old Saybrook. Old Saybrook. So they're right across. So there's a bridge between us. It's the Connecticut River. Literally splits our town. I see. That's just that's kind of interesting. That's like um, a little bit. So yeah, we live on the east side of the river. They live on the west side. We call it the Battle of the Bridge. And oh, uh, uh, okay, I like that. You know, we didn't like each other. Like I said, I lived in Old Saybrook for a little bit. I didn't go to Old Saybrook High, but uh, I lived there for. And a little is that bit. why? Just because like the proximity. The, the proximity, bridge, yeah. yeah. And then, like I said, we had a rivalry with Morgan High School for uh, soccer, which is pretty interesting. I always like those two. Like the little, like you have your main rival, but then like the certain sport has like just the team. Because those are almost like those can almost be a little bit more intense, like the yeah. ones that you choose yourself. The You're like, no, sport, we yeah. just straight up don't like you. We don't know why, but there's just something about you. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of schools around us that would kick our butts. Uh, <laughs> like there's school like uh, Waterford High School. What uh, like triple A, quad double A? Oh, what I do don't you know? know how it works? Oh. I mean, I think it's just like uh, oh, class S, class M, class L. Uh-huh, that's weird. Yeah. It's I, different everywhere. Yeah, and uh, I mean. Yeah, because like AAA is the biggest we go, but then you yeah. go to Texas and they have like 6A. Yeah, no, it's like small, medium, large. It's like small, 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 medium, oh, okay. small, large. It's it's pretty. That makes a little intricate. more sense, honestly. But, but um, yeah, I mean that's that was that's pretty much it. Lacrosse, we had some, you know, some. That, that's that's big. We can get into crazy stories and stuff, but I just like hearing the yeah. the backstory and stuff. But Declan, any, or unless you had any more. I don't have any crazy stories. No. I mean, I played baseball. And we had some, you know, some. Bark at each other, ups. you know. You know, couple but, chin but music that. here and there. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. We had a little, you know. You know, tell the catcher tells you to throw inside oh, yeah, a little, little bit, beep but beep. you know, other than that, I, I don't remember anything crazy. Uh, well, yeah, it's boring old oh. Connecticut. So we got some interesting ones. Connecticut, dude, catch me dead. Um, <laughs> uh, my eyes. So we were rivals with Cohasset High School. Cohasset. <coughs> 
many. So I'll set the scene here. So I live in Hull, right? So I live on a peninsula. We're out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Everybody on my on the peninsula is like a, a lobster fisherman or a fisherman of sorts. You know, that's how most people make their ends meet. It's my favorite. Now food. Cohasset borders us. It's right next to us, and these people are like you know bankers and like they all. So there's some sort of you know like, white collar, yeah, 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 like the outsider, the man, the outsider's yeah. complex of the like, man you know, versus the common exactly, man. Exactly, exactly. So so. I'm already like a I told fan. you, like I told you, like Massachusetts. I don't know why Connecticut isn't like this because we're right next to each other. But Massachusetts high school football is so big, and I mean I was the kicker, so like what I'm, I don't want to take too much credit, but leading, like leading, leading point scorer. You know, uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Vinatieri. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly, no. exactly. But uh, yeah, so we played on Thanksgiving every year, and it was a big thing. It was like oh, televised. So cool, dude! I wish we every did Thanksgiving like it was, yeah. it, was a, it was a tradition. You'd go, you go to the game. Like I, we all still go to the games, and it's really cool. But um, we always got clapped. Like we were never good. <laughs> like we always got clapped. Like it was never a real rivalry. It was just yeah. that we hated them. But my junior year, I, we beat them. Like really big deal. It was a really it was big a deal. Freaking huge deal. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, there's a video out there somewhere of me. It was, I was, uh, it was fourth down. It was like a night game against them, and I got absolutely mauled by one of their, I don't know, linebackers or something while I was punting the ball. But, yeah, there was just like some sort of just like, yeah, like anger at each other, and everyone like thought that they were better than each other. And it was Do you know like, the origin, or is it mainly just because – like they no, were it's like just like always. The they were just right next to us. Like you yeah. know, that's that's probably what it was. Proximity. Yeah. 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 Um, I did have a funny story. I forget. Oh, we, yeah. We merged with their hockey team my senior oh, year, and oh, that was crazy. Because what a great idea. We like the kids that we were a peaceful like, sport like hockey. Like know. I graduated with like fifty kids in my grade. Right. Small school. They had a really small school too. Mm -hmm. But our hockey team was like really good. You know, Massachusetts hockey is really good. That's yeah. And so we. Where all these kids we've been just like talking trash to since freshman year of high school on the <laughs> now football you're on field, a team. like on the track, on track and stuff. Now we're on the same team, and I love the guys. Like they're awesome. <laughs> like I still keep in touch with them. Like it's so because yeah, that was a bummer. Like that was like the last sport I got to play before COVID hit was hockey, and so I was like, oh, like this is you know. But yeah, I mean, you know, Cohasset is Cohasset. Like the only kid I ever got into a fist fight, his name was Declan. Yeah, the he other was from Cohasset. Like we were at the <laughs> carnival. I was like, oh, you know, this it was is just, like. The true, it was like the, like the Jimmy Neutron and Timmy Turner, yeah, like the crossover yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, like yeah. They yeah, changed dude. animations mid-fight. We used to like make DMs with like the other football players for Cohasset and we'd like get on and be like, like, dude, just say the most, oh my God, horrific stuff about their moms. <laughs> and it was, it was crazy. Moms was, and sisters. The stuff yeah. we were saying was dude, craziness. Like that was ours. Like it always like, you surface that stuff Twitter, back. It like some, I mean, well. That's how you lose. Like, like I'm, I'm scared to like someone from Cohasset and be like, oh. Like when I'm older and I'm gonna lose all my stuff, I'm gonna get canceled, bro. <laughs> but you can't cancel a guy who's not employed, so I'm just gonna not get a job. You're gonna cancel you from solving the world. But yeah, Cohasset. You gotta I mean. think of us now, dude. Yeah, come on. Cohasset, shout out Bree from Cohasset that we are low key. Okay, <laughs> next, next. But okay, so ours, we, uh, David and I are Parkersburg High School, and our rival was literally just South Parkersburg High School, but. So the way it started was uh, for a long time, our school's like super old, uh, designed by the same guy that built the Moundsville Penitentiary, if you ever heard of that. Uh, so, yeah, our school was literally a prison. Uh, huh. But no, it, so it was like, what was the first year? It was like The first like actual year there was classes was like 1917, because I think yeah, we were there yeah. for the... It's been there for a while. Yeah, we were there for like the 100 year. But then it was like 60... Oh, but yeah, so at that time, everybody in Parkersburg went to Parkersburg High School. And so it was like, 
uh, I think it was like 64 or something like that. They split them, and then the river, kind of like what you were saying, John, like the Kanawha River in West Virginia is what splits it up. And so everybody that lives south of that goes to South High School. And, like, now I would say more, I mean, it's Parkersburg, so there's not really, like, anyone that's, like, super crazy rich or, like, stuff like that. But if I guess... Solidly middle class. Yeah. Like, if you had to say, like, Parkersburg, we are probably more closely, like, the closer to the upper side, and they would be yeah, more like, like the... The hospital's on north side. And that's not like, like a dig. I mean, yeah, you ask anybody. The doctors that's, it's like, on north side. That's like, always been the thing. Like, we call works. them the river rats. Like, we would probably be the... The um, Cohasset. Yeah, we, we would we're, probably we're, be the Cohasset in that scenario. I did not, I did not know that, Joe. Uh, uh, <laughs> but no, but we were cool. Though. We were like He's a cool enemy. type of like... Rich getting up. I would eat, but no, nothing like rich. It was literally like... May, like slightly below the midline there is no next rich. to like, like there's no yeah rich. there's not <laughs> there's just not like uh there but so anyways sin- and then like when they first split we basically like well you guys were kind of saying like we just beat them and everything and then after a while like our big sport was has always been football and that's always been the sport that's like you know they've had standing room only games with like thousands of people and like they had to like have like police lines like our senior year they had uh so our stadium very famously does not have a second side it only has a home side it's a nice stadium it's really big uh for high school at least in west virginia but in like 2010 or something like that the bleachers got condemned and no one's donated any. i mean people have offered but you know that's a, a story for a different day but uh, they've just been like uh in uninhabitable for the past like I mean, yeah, 2010, so that was like 13 years ago now. Yeah. Um, but so, like, our senior year, they put the s- student section separate in their own. Like, they brought in, um, like, uh, what's the Dance, word? Bleachers. Portable, like, portable yeah. bleachers to put at the oh, end wow. of the end zone. And it was, like, one of the coolest things I'd ever experienced. I felt like I was a college football player, like, having the student sections right there. But, I mean, we're going to get into some of these stories. But, yeah, like, it's... It, it's serious. Definitely like, football. I was, I was just... We were just watching Days and Confused yesterday. Joel and I were... There's like an old man that comes up to Pink and he's like, "Can't wait to see that arm throw for 2,000 next season." Like, that's what the dudes would say to our friends. Yeah, that's where we're that's, like, that's where we're coming. If from, we're out like, at Applebee's <laughs> and like an older man is there, that's just like a Parkersburg townie. Like, he's walking up to Jake and saying, "Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch you. That arm better be primed for next that's season." Sweet. Like, that's sweet. <laughs> that's how it works. And no, cool. like, don't get don't like. He's not lying. Like our Jake, our friend Jake was like sneaky, one of the best quarterbacks in school history, like stat wise. And I mean, our offense was like insane. So like, we were garbage our first two years there. Uh, and South. Did you beat play us. football? No, I did not. I only swung. I played oh. soccer for the first two years. Okay. So, but David, where David comes into this is he was the president. Yeah, T-club I was the president of T Club. So he senior year. I mean, he, we were always like you, Matt, like me and Carter and like Dil- like I mean Dylan and Jake were always playing everything. Mm-hmm. But like, we're always like kind of. Well, it sounds like stupid to say, but I mean, it's true, like prominent figures sort of in the student section. And that was another thing, like since our sports were so bad, mm. student section was really what a lot of people took pride in Brownie. and stuff. Because we had like the rankings, like how they rank like best party school, like, like you know, people around here kind of take pride in that. That was Hashtag sort of our... Morgantown best bar town. Exactly. <laughs> that was like, but that was like sort of how it is with our student section. Like, so we took it pretty seriously. Uh, and... But yeah, that's where. So he kind of. That's what T Club president really does. Yeah. But um. So I'm trying to think of like where to start exactly. Like I don't even know. Like. You were talking. Um, oh, what did you say? You said something earlier that ma- reminded me. 
Oh, when we were talking about like going on social media and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll just start on this one because uh, it's hilarious. Uh, but uh, inspired a masterpiece of a song by Jadis. Look him up. But uh, we were at it was when we were finally good. Like I said, our first two years we were terrible. We went four and six. Uh, like, and then we got a different coach my junior year. Completely swipped or flipped everything around, and we were actually pretty nice. And then so. We were playing them at South our junior year, and the student sections, like I've been saying, like they get pretty rowdy. And I mean, I'll let David; you can tell more of it because I was playing in the game and not playing much, <laughs> albeit playing. But yeah, well, I mean, we were we were at South, and like their their stadium's a lot different than ours. Their gr- their bleachers aren't like in ground bleachers. They're like those aluminum stands that are like just there. Like ours are built into the foundation of the ground. Um, and we had a huge turnout. I mean, it's no. only like a 20-minute drive away, so we all go to the game. And like Joel said, like student sections got ranked back then by like this news outlet in West Virginia. So like you always try to show out for the games, and it it was for the playoffs, right? Or it was it was the last, the last game of the season. Yeah, whoever, they've changed it since, but it's always won, been went to the playoffs, right? No, so we went into the game. I mean, basically, it was basically like, it, it was, was like a knockout game. Kind yeah, of. yeah. They were important they were go- coming in yeah. three Very and important. six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if they lose, they have no shot. Right. Playoffs. Like it, four and six, you can kind of still make it, right. but not really. And then we were going in, I believe we were going in six. No, no, no. Because we ended seven. I mean, the logistics don't matter. It, it was like a knockout. It, well, game. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like really implications. It was just if they lose, they're definitely yeah. not getting in. And um, so and if we lose, we might have like a little more shaky mm-hmm. of a shot. So, like, we're rowdy over there, and a couple of these, like, big redneck dudes in the front, near the front <laughs> of our, they're like, on three, everyone jumps. So, they're like, one, two, three, jump. We jump up in the air, and they're like, one, two, three, jump. And then just the bleachers just go straight, split like oh a my God. Like tinfoil. What? Like yeah. Five? Did people get hurt? No, no. No, no not no. Like, like the whole thing, boo. just the seat part. Like yeah. Just the That's seat. That's crazy. Like five bleachers in a row are just completely shaped like Vs, just Man. broken in the middle. If we can remember, I'll, I think one of us should probably have the picture yeah, of it. somewhere. But, but uh, yeah, that, and that was a big deal. Oh, and, my and God. You would have thought we set, or you guys set III. that place on fire. It was really bad. Why, did I you mean, guys get in trouble? Oh, we oh. got in a lot of trouble. And, and so, like... I mean, I was like I said, I was on the team at this time, so I was not... I was really more involved in basketball, but, like, I... I mean, did you guys actually get... I mean, the Matt only person that ever to. got in trouble was our friend Matt. Like, I never got in trouble, <laughs> but <deserved> I was <laughs> always tied to everything because, like, I ran our school's Twitter account for, like, three years. So, like, right. I'm the one talking on Twitter before the game, after the game. It's always coming from me. And, like, everybody at South knows me behind it. It, it was like a barstool account, basically. Right, right, right. So it was I was like one of those things, that. like every you try to keep it anonymous. Yeah, like, they everybody knew, who knew. It was. They knew it was me for three years straight, and I was tweeting off my personal account right. too. Like Uh-oh. I'd have my principal asking me to take tweets down. Like it was pretty normal. I had nothing better to do because I was swimming. I didn't play football or basketball. Or yeah, anything, yeah. But my best friends were like the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and the, the long snappers. Guards, the long snappers. <laughs> so like I'm there. I'm like riding for them at third every string game. tight end. Uh, <laughs> but like another guy, Matt, who, who's he's a bigger guy. He's the empty. Moms on Facebook were just going after uh, him. Oh, it was like not the moms, all dude. Him, the is grandmas, it? like they were. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're on Google. We're on the yeah. news and Sentinel writing articles about wow, how that's crazy. Oh, we were in an we were in an assembly one day. And it's NBC. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. national. 
You guys. And, uh, I mean, hey, we come on, a, man. And an assembly like a couple days after, and I remember the principal came in with like our school cop, and they just like took Matt out of the auditorium. Oh my god! Out what? Yeah. To talk to him about it. I mean, long story. He short, wasn't in trouble. It nothing was just like, really came out of it. What? Like, what did it it is was. Like, and this is why it was messed up. It's because, like he said, Matt. You know, he'll admit he's a bit of a bigger guy, mm-hmm. but like it wasn't. He wasn't even standing in this section. But then everybody, he started talking. Oh, that's what he said. He, he hopped said, on Twitter. He, t- he hopped on Twitter. He tweeted, we broke more bleachers than y'all won games this year. Because <laughs> we broke five. They'd only uh. won three. <laughs> and so, like, he had everybody just going so on they just Facebook. So it was him. Like, they immediately think he did it all. And, like, parents, like, calling him, like, tubby. Like, telling him to wow. stop eating. Terrible things. Like, Yikes. calling him just, like, terrible stuff. Like Jeez Louise. Terrible stuff for like a high schooler to be saying to him, let alone somebody's parent, someone's grandma. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, like but they nothing, take he, it didn't, he didn't get in any like trouble. It, nothing came out nah, of it. No, nothing actually ever came out of it. I, it I, wasn't him. He was just there. The principal kind of took like the hit for it, to really? be honest. Like he he was a he was a G. He was such yeah. a G. He took the hit for it. Well, that leads me into another story. And I you know, I this might be a lot of us talking, but so if you guys have any crazy stories that we can remind you of feel free go but ahead i'm enjoying we this. just have i just feel like we have so many like yeah like lo- we, looking back on it and meeting different kids is when i kind of realized that it was something a little special but going back to our principal which he is also on some uh <laughs> national news outlets for something but uh well jonathan said he can't sh- share his on there so when, once we get the patreon out <laughs> you can listen you can listen to john's episode we'll do an explicit uh, high school rivalries ones, but yeah, I'm sure we totally had. I mean, we definitely have some good ones we could not tell on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, statute of limitations type stuff. No, mm-hmm. Not actually. Oh, <laughs> kind of, I guess, a little bit. But um, so our principal, yeah, he another national figure. Uh, you know, unbeknownst to his intentions. Uh, but yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, just kind of a chiller of a principal, a cool really. Guy. Like yeah. he played sports in high school. Like he was pretty young guy. And, like so, kind of like related a little bit more to the kids and stuff and like the whole sports rivalries and stuff and probably i mean not probably definitely like let us get away with probably more stuff than we should have but we had this cow it was a plastic like mascot cow like that you would just see in front of like an ice cream place it was like mm-hmm. probably about the size of like a like a backpack or something i don't know it was like <laughs> and it was made of plastic but so the legend has it or at least this is how i understand it i don't know if we have any or uh, PHS South fans from like the '90s or whatever this happened, mm. listening, which I'm sure we do. I mean, how could how could we not? As you said, this uh, listener base phones running off the lines, <laughs> wondering where episode four was, <laughs> ringing off the hook. Yeah, yeah somehow. Hook, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I thought we were gonna have to really. I was scared to leave my house. Yeah, the PR, <laughs> our, our PR team was getting a little overwhelmed. Yeah. for sure. But um, we lost millions. <laughs> so there was this ice cream store, and I I don't even know the name of the ice cream place, or if it was ice cream. I, I think it was ice cream, but. A Apparently, some kids on PHS, from PHS, went over there, stole it, and then, like, claimed, like, oh, we had the cow. And then South, like, I think they kept it in the school or something, maybe, and broke in, took it back. And so, since then, it's just been a big back and forth. Like, South has it. We steal it. We have it. They steal it. And, but by the time we were in high school, it was, like, it had kind of been gone. They they wanted to kind of get rid of it and make it disappear. And... The first instant I can remember, I'll let uh, you tell this one because I actually wasn't there. I was at swim practice, of all places, <laughs> ironically to be. Uh, but the fight with uh, Graham at the yeah. Roke, the Rod Old- Oldham Athletic Center. 
Yeah, so the the first major encounter I had with the cow was we <laughs> major encounter with the cow. Like yeah. it's Dateline. So, major so encounter <laughs> with the cow. Yeah. Tell so, us. So we had the cow. Tell us again and about like the it, cow. And, and if you have the cow, you're bringing it to the football games. You're bringing it to the basketball games. It's a big games. responsibility. You're, it. you're yeah. like right. showing it to them across the stadium. Uh, so this was at a basketball game That's at cool. South. And um, I was sitting like five rows up. Again, I think I was only a sophomore and in like, high school. For context, too, the way this gym is set up is it's like, you know, most gyms two on the uh, two sets of big stands on the same side, but then the student sections are literally staring at each other. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm sure that's how a lot of them probably are, but like, yeah. just that whole like directly across. Right. So, so we're kind of like we're flashing tension. the cow around. I think we're winning the game. Um, so, like, they were already nasty. They're they're getting mad. Uh, they send over two football players who just. They snuck through. The, there was like this side door right behind our student section that they just kind of snuck up through, and then out of nowhere, this one just darts right at this senior that's holding up the cow Damn. and just tackles him. Oh, and then like right in front of us, um, I'm talking like a brawl of 20 kids. Like I'm watching kids get curb while off. the game is happening. Game's still going on. Like <laughs> the game up. has not stopped. Like kids are getting curb stomped into the steps. Curb stomped? Yeah. Like it, it not was like no you know teeth on the yeah, sidewalk like, type stuff, but you're getting, getting like yeah, like, still people, are kicked, people are on the ground fighting. Um, That'd be crazy. Until like a couple cops run up and our AD came up and he, they all broke it up. And I just remember like they're like picking up a pile of like it's almost like Lincoln Longs. Like you're taking one off, yeah, you're yeah. taking the next yes. off. They're going like six bodies, seven bodies, my and then out of nowhere, oh my god! You just see Graham Nesselrod hold up the cow. Who's the kid who originally had yeah. it? He just holds it up, and our student section just goes nuts. Yeah, and, like, that's The cops crazy. are taking the South kids out, like they're cuffing them. Yeah. Meanwhile, and, like, I'm doing fingertip drag at practice <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. a buffoon. And, and like from that point on, like there was no way we were losing that game. Like, oh, we no. were just going nuts the entire time after that. So that was like my first real encounter with the cow. That's and that that gym is one of those gyms like when it gets really loud like it's just so echoey like it's almost like the scene in like saving private ryan when the bomb goes off and like you just can't hear anything <laughs> yeah, really yeah, yeah. it's like it was it's like so loud that it's like almost quiet and it's like whoa but that's uh, crazy dude that's Parkersburg. what's even crazier about that's that sick. like you said like we were sophomores i think right mm -hmm. that year and they let us keep the cow like this you'd think they'd like set it on fire or something after that but it only kind of heightened the stakes well, really i guess i mean like they they got rid of it right after that like they faked well, its it, death they like everybody thought they burned it in a bonfire like someone the spots would get painted whoever had it so like if we had it we're painting the spots red if they had it they're painting the spots blue so like we had it and we sacrificed it after painting it gold. I Sacrifice. think. Uh, yeah, because we used to have big bonfires right in front of the school the before we would play PHS them in football. Game. Yeah. Mm. So uh, that was until my senior year, the day of the PHS South game. I opened up my locker in the morning. And there was a black trash bag with a note on it that said, "With great power comes great responsibility." And That's what I'm saying. Our principal our was principal a chiller, got dude. got into my locker and put the cow in there. The cow wow. that everyone thought was gone. Like, we all thought it was gone. Good thing you put all your beer and drugs away the day before that, <laughs> or else <laughs> no, that could have been bad. So he, he actually <laughs> placed it in my locker. He let us have it back because it was gone, like, all of our junior year, I'm pretty sure. I don't really yeah. remember ever having it. Well, because they made the big deal about, like, the bonfire, like you said, but then that never happened. So everyone was kind of yeah. like, what and, are... And that fight, sophomore year, kind of like, they really wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, but I remember... Like Joel said, we brought bleachers into that game. Um, had them on each of the end zones. I was wearing a football helmet. I had the cow chained to my body. Crazy picture. In, like, I had it wrapped in I a I need to see a rope. picture of this cow. I can pull yeah. it up right now. But, uh, yeah, yeah so I, I changed oh, it to my body. 
I was all wrapped up in all this robe, wearing a football helmet. Just like if they, if they came after me, I was not giving that up. They'd have to like take it off my right. limp body. Yeah. That picture is pretty crazy. There's the cow. Oh, that's oh, yeah. what it looks like. What you're yeah, seeing is uh, the cow. It's a golden David's cow. David's got a chain, as he's described. Yeah, oh, sweet, so, so that's actually really cool. They never really that's tried crazy. to nab it there. Um, Where is it now? Where is they it now? I, not I don't even know sad. if they still I'm do so it. I'm so far removed at this point. But uh, they they tried to jump me later at a basketball game that year. Dang. I got, like, cornered in, like, This the one's tunnel. pretty wild. We were, like, like there's, some like, some tunnels behind or like underneath our basketball stadium and I just went to the bathroom with it and like again I'm not letting it go leave my sight right. and I went with like two friends and they had us cornered um and then I just took off and was able to just outrun them right. but th- yeah they they really tried to come after it a lot That's crazy that's so cool yeah. though that's actually it was a lot a of good fun. Story. the pageantry uh, I mean, it's yeah, like no, exactly. it's like yeah, something straight so out of a movie. Like yeah. looking back at it, you'll it never get so us cougars, <laughs> wildcats forever. <laughs> and the, the like the the cherry on top was that we were the Parkersburg Big Red Indians, and they are the <laughs> I know cut very unfortunate. We might <laughs> gotta cut the yeah, Big Red, beep, but uh, <laughs> they are the South Patriots. So it, like oh, it's literally yeah. like it's like a, a historical rivalry as well. It's like it's like cowboys and Indians, yeah. dude. Yeah, like, it's as the tale as old as time. But I mean, those are the big stories I had. Were those like ones? And then like, didn't you have to like lock yourself in Mr. Demoss's office? And that's oh, how actually, yeah, that was how I got out. I did lock myself in the uh, athletic director's office. Uh, I okay. like ran to his office and just locked myself in there and just waited until those dudes left. I was in there for probably like a quarter of the entire basketball game. Dang. Yeah, yeah, the, they got pretty nuts. I mean, any other crazy i mean yeah those are the ones i yeah. could remember but i it think was those always are the like big football ones. players or wrestlers and like you may not know like this high school the rival high school their wrestling team is like oh my god one of the insane. best in the nation right like they produce d1 collegiate well athletes it, at if the anyone you know if anyone out there's heard of braxton amos he's like one of the best yeah. wrestlers in the nation so right got, now like, these dudes coming after me and yeah. i'm just a swimmer that like to have <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah. like i'm just there to have fun and like instigate a little I like bit to screw with the guys oh yeah i mean i i really messed with a lot of south kids just like across the across the way um got tracked down to beat-ups after a game one time that's kids crazy. outside of my house that's just, like, crazy chatting across like yeah no it was no joke twitter always got i mean that i mean, kinda, had a mouth on me though i it that's most fun, of the time that sounds so much yeah, fun that sounds awesome fun. Well, the f- it was even funnier, too, because, like, our junior year and stuff, when we got the new coach on the football team, he cracked down a lot more on, like, their social media stuff, which, you know, in hindsight, probably a good idea because <laughs> I don't think those guys are sophomore – freshman and sophomore year really uh, – I think they cared a little bit too much about Twitter, not enough about the game. But, uh, like, they would go back and forth and, like, they, like, post pictures, like, making fun of each other, like, talking about each other's girlfriends, like – threatening each other like oh i'm about to do this yeah and like i i found like sophomore year i was like at our table like jittering like almost like shaking i just didn't want to lose so bad it was one of those ones like you know like when people talk about like the michigan ohio state it's like you more don't want to lose so bad than you like want to win it's like the shame you feel after losing is just yeah definitely i mean like dude i've heard some crazy stories about like there's this town duxbury that's a couple whatever town's over from us it's a bunch of people so it's such a big town and there's like a fist fight in like 2016 on the woods and like these kids brought like disposable cameras and like broke them in half 
And apparently you can like use them as tasers. And they were just like tasing each other. Oh and my just, like, god! Yeah, just like beating the you know beating the crap out of each other. That is awesome. So, like stuff like that's crazy. Like there's just like I mean yeah there there have been I mean you know fights upon fights. They like sure, yeah. cops uh, had to be at every game like separating like those like. British like soccer that sounds games. sick. Like, like for you guys, like it seems like it was like for totally. us. It was a lot of talk. Like for like we're all just like talking. Oh no, they were definitely. Yeah, it was it was all it was all smack all talk. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, when you right, get around right. those like country look dudes, at look at me. You know, like yeah. what am I gonna do? Like, <laughs> I mean, like look at us. Yeah, we were like, we were all like a lot of mouth for sure. But yeah, it got into like, cause like it it was mainly because the parents still took it so seriously. Like, uh, even more serious than some of, like, the athletes at times. Like, it's just such a rivalry that's not only ingrained in, like, sports and the schools, but, like, in the culture almost. Like, the people, like, Southsiders and... But it, that's what, I never understood, like, we... I'm sure they called us Northsiders, but I never really... It was always, like, Southside and then Parkersburg. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's how I always figured, like, we were the winners. Southside like, sounds better. If you call us Parkersburg and you're Southside, like, you know, what are we? what is there even to talk about? We've already won, but so any any more crazy rivalry stories? Anything interesting? I didn't have any like general ones. I just had those. I think that I think that just about does at least for from 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 me. How long we've been going? You guys sound like you have. We've been going for about an hour and thirty eight seconds. An hour and one minute and thirty eight. Okay, perfect. So right on time. Okay. I figured this last debate. We're gonna go get some water. Give me one too, or is there no cups? There are some cups in there. I I can get some cups. I appreciate it. Anybody else want a water? Uh, I'm good. I'll take one, but if you don't mind. All right, Thank so, you, but that brings us to our very favorite segment. What's it called again? Show. Uh, is it a Master, Master Debaters? Welcome to Master Brought Debaters. Brought to you by U92. Brought to you by U92. Welcome to Master Debaters. David, you're on for the best segment of the show. It's I'm everybody's favorite. Uh, it's the crowd pleaser. Um, the fans, like I said, the, the, fall, the phone's ringing off the walls <laughs> for... <laughs> You gotta do this for master debaters. You're one of two people outside of this room that have seen the magical countdown and the simultaneous <laughs> announcement. <laughs> Exclamation <laughs> of <laughs> Master Debaters. We, well, we wanted to have the Metallica thing on there, but then Master Puppets, yeah. Like I found out the station doesn't even have like I can't even play that like when I'm DJing. Like if I want to play because we don't have the rights to their music. Like we can't play anything. Yeah, and even had like They've only ever been Metallica. Like, they never, like, how some bands have, um, like, the solo projects guys do. Like, we some, don't even. You get it some said, indie band to be like, Master, Master. <laughs> That's why I said we could record it. Like, get Porch yeah. Couch to do it. Declan's band. Porch Couch. Yeah. Should we uh, uh, shout out Porch Couch? Yeah, shout out. De- we got to wait for Declan. Well, this. Actually, no, this is coming out we Wednesday. Well, we're releasing two episodes on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, well, at the time of this recording, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Well, I fi- You've listened already. Listened to episode four. Yeah, you got to listen in order. But the story today's topic is hardest sport all or hardest all around. <laughs> I got all that tension. Yeah. Still screwed. Try up. again. Try again. <laughs> hardest all around sport to play. Oh boy, this will be a fun and one. And I just figured this would be very interesting. We have Jonathan, a huge baseball guy, very mentally taxing sport. Now this could be funny because we could all end up agreeing. Which would be yeah, hilarious. I agree. Then we have David the swimmer, who you know I imagine I wanted to do so bad. No, this is what was hilarious, David. You'll appreciate this. I asked him. I said, "Okay, who?" Because this is what I wanted to do. I said, "Who Don't do you guys it. would think Don't win in a swim race? Don't say it. LeBron James or my friend David?" And they 
without even knowing you, we're both like your friend David. All right, thank like, you. Like, why would right, thank you. I'm like, okay, we have Appreciate some normal it. thinkers. Like, all thank our friends, they think just because LeBron, I mean, you know, I'm not. I mean, they've not, come around LeBron to LeBron is an insane athlete. But when we were but freshmen in high school, like, relationships were ruined over that <laughs> argument between our friend group. Literally. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a big deal. Like, it was like you could not bring it up or else screaming was going to happen. Like, very serious. Like, but yeah, today's topic. Or Declan, you are out there for it, but hardest all-around sport. So, figured. Oh, that I've played or like do no, that just I what think you think. Would be what you think is so. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't know who wants to who wants to start. Anybody want to go first? I don't. I think we should start with our guest. Yeah, David. What are you? Yeah. You gonna go swimming or are you gonna go? You know, throw us a curveball here. I mean. I'm biased. I personally think swimming is so intensely difficult. Physically, mentally, it's draining. I mean, I practice at W every single morning at 6 a.m. And then Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays from 3 to 5 as well. Saturday, 7.30 to 10.30 with a lift right after. Uh, two lifts during the school week. I mean, I trained a lot. And I and I would say, and all of the people around, like the uh, – like the staff, like our massage therapists, our trainers, like they all say it too. Like we practice more than any other team on campus. Like mm. by far practice way more. Um, however, I will throw a little curveball, and I have played this sport as well, but I think at like a professional level, soccer is intensely <laughs> physically demanding. Answer. I mean, these dudes are running cardio for so long. And also, like, simultaneously doing it in a very technical way. And it's way. not, you like, know. Mbappe in the World Cup was running, like, miles at a time. Mbappe! It, and stopping and starting and, like, the taxing. Exactly. It I does on your legs. extremely difficult And the change well. in tempo, you know, you're not, like, you know, you it's know not a brisk in, jog just for nine miles. Messi apparently only runs, like, 20% of the time. He's usually walking. That really? is fair. Uh, they do walk a lot. I mean, when in transition, like, they're, they are walking and the ball's on the other side of the field. But like someone like Mbappe, he doesn't stop running. Yeah, Mbappe, yes, he's, but he doesn't stop running. And slapped. if you are walking, like you're walking, and then you're breaking out into just a full-on sprint yeah. to the other end of the right. the pitch. The pitch. Hey, he's going down the pitch. I think swimming so Mbappe! hard because like you're also keeping yourself alive when you're swimming. Like that if you too. can't yeah. swim, like you're drowning. Quite <laughs> frankly, true. that's like, a good point. You, that's like, a great point. Yeah, yeah. Stakes are high, and it is also an entire full body workout, right. like twenty four seven full body workout. The reason. Or, I'll go. I'm because I don't have much of a long explanation really for mine. It's probably similar to David's, but I'm gonna go swimming too, just because. And as much as I would argue for baseball, like I totally I see that argument so much, but swimming, like you said, not only uh, physically taxing, but incredibly mentally taxing. Like having to get up early all the time, knowing like what we talked about earlier, knowing if you take a day off, if you you know get lazy, if you take your mind off it, you'll lose so much of it. And, you know, also the fact that you are literally keeping yourself alive. But also the fact, like, when you get to such a high level, there's so little room. Like, there's almost no room for error. Like, a guy, like, when you get to an Olympic gold medal race, like, for, or for the gold, excuse me, like, those guys are going in there with the mindset of, unless you're a guy like, maybe like Michael Phelps. But even he is probably like, because he's going for world records and stuff Who? like that. Yeah. This guy, Michael Who? Phelps, he's just, you know. Underground. Very famous uh, subway advertiser, Michael Phelps. Uh, hmm. But the most famous he, you know, those guys are going into those meets thinking, okay, I can essentially make 
zero mistakes on this. I can't turn my head in a weird way. I can't hold my fingers the wrong way. I got to go in to the wall the right way. And it's like the margin for error at that at the highest level is so little. When you, you combine it with the mental and then the physical aspect of the feel and having to work so hard on your technique, I'm going to go swimming, final answer. I think that margin of error thing you bring up is also a good point. Like, you can make mistakes on a football play exactly, that won't necessarily yeah. impact the outcome of the game, but, like, you get one shot at your race and prelims, and if you, like, screw up that bad, you're not coming back for finals. And Yeah, and that, too, is, like, every race leading up to the big race is – also the biggest race of your life so like right i mean depending on you know if you're a career guy but like you know for like you like big 12s like leading up to big 12s like that's the biggest meet you've ever really been in those meets leading up to that are also like so it's like mm -hmm. the biggest meet of your life followed by the biggest race of your life followed by the right. biggest race of your life i'd throw triathletes in there definitely i mean mm, obviously yeah. like Exhaust that's just iron man's like those those guys are some crazy cats yeah mm. but i think that also sort of gets to the area of like Yes, that obviously is a sport, but like, are we doing like mainstream or? <laughs> right, that's a whole on. other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. That's a master debater. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for real. What is? I mean, I would say yes, they are sports, but like mainstream, obviously not. Mm -hmm. really, my my but, answer is a mainstream. But okay, what would you? I mean, I have two. It's answers. just sport. This is. Stuck with kind of kind of kind of. Yeah, I mean, I was done. Yeah, I said I was gonna be. Let's hear it. Pretty brief. Boxing. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, okay. That's okay. gotta be hard. Like every morning, you have to wake up and be like, oh, ah, I gotta go one. get my ass kicked well, today. And then the know? thing too about boxing that I was kind of thinking about when we were watching Rocky of all movies, but like, Awful movie. you're kind of you don't like Rocky. It's terrible. Come oh, oh, on. Here's a there's a good match. It's a horrendous movie. Topic. Horrendous. Rocky. Uh, I've never Rocky seen Rocky. Don't watch it. Same thing. You probably hate it. Um, uh, so I just can't understand Sylvester Stallone. Continue, continue. But I'm going to keep this quick because I want you to get into yours. But I just think one of the crazy things about boxing is, like, you're basically signing up for, like, knowing that the prime of your life and what you're in right now, is that, that's basically what you're going to – like, you're signing up to have – like brain damage in the future. Yeah. Like if you're any kind of career boxer, look like at the greatest. You know a, for yeah. a fact that like your brain isn't going to work the same, nearly at all the same Ali. in the look future at, as it does now. But Floyd Mayweather is the greatest boxer of all time. So I think just what you sign up for, if you really are going to take Ali it seriously, automatically makes it like one of the hardest things. But continue. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Then like there. probably like professional vaping. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, dude, have you ever tried to blow an out? Gaming. Yeah, gaming. Uh, no, surfing, man. Like, listen, like I, listen, oh. I surf it back home. That is the hardest thing that like, you, like I take my friends, my friends will come visit and they'll be like, oh, let's go surf, you know, and I'll be like, all right, cool. And we'll take them out. And it's just so hard to get up on a wave, man. Like, it's just like, it's something, and like that's you know professional. Like you look at a guy like Kelly Slater, like he's like forty-seven years old. Oh, another thing that's and he's all still surfing, field, like world technique, surf league, like you know, yeah, it's practice. just like muscle memory type stuff. Yeah, that's well because um, I've, I've yeah, never surfed, but like I've tried to skateboard, and I imagine similarities in terms of that's a good answer too. Skateboarding, skateboarding, like, yeah, I guess yeah. it's a, skating's hard, dude. Like you, skating's so hard. Like you have to fail over and over, and failing usually it's involves all about just like, getting yeah, horrifically yeah, like, injured. Yeah, like. <laughs> 
I mean, like, all right, like, I'm going to fall right here, and uh, hopefully it works out. And if it doesn't, right. I know what to do next. Yeah, yeah. No, I might I break my arm is, off. Surfing is a great answer. And I've never surfed, but I've done, like, uh, like wakeboarding or, like, stuff on the back of a boat, right. mm. which I can't do. Like, yeah, I can't, yeah, get I can't up. do it either. And I'm a, I'm a very physically fit person yeah. with, like, extreme core strength. For sure. And I can't get up. Like, yeah, I, yeah. It's so difficult for me. And, well, and I've never understood how I can't do it. So, like, you're I literally how like, hard that stuff is. You have to feel nature. It's not, like, in, it's all you about know, talking like about skateboarding. It's all about when you're, like, all right, now I'm going to stand up. You know, every wave is different. You know, you you go out and surf fifty million waves and never surf one that's the same. I mean, they might Mm. be pretty close, but like, I feel for the most part, like, just the fact that you really have to feel nature. Like, it's not like riding on like a skate park, like a planned out like park, or even like the street. That's like a physical, like, permanent object. Like a wave, it's constantly changing, and they're all different. Like almost like a snowflake, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, you gotta really feel that, but. Jonathan, I guess, or did you? Were you? I'm done. Before I <laughs> so, give so my it? answer, which I think you guys know what I'm going to say, but every sport is Cheer difficult lady. in its own way. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, you I take mean, a look at any sport. There's a reason that there's professional leagues for it, and there's such a talent gap. I mean, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, the MLS. The yeah, I don't think we're going to get down to like a solid answer. Joey here. Chestnut eating hot dogs. Yeah. You know, like it's it, impressive. Yeah. This is more just our admiration for these sports, honestly, I think, yeah, more than anything. I'm going to go baseball. I'm biased. I just am. Here's the thing, right? So, no, it's not the most physically taxing uh. sport in the world. It's not. <laughs> Get out of here. Dude. Baseball. But to succeed at baseball is one of the hardest things to do. Failure is considered success in baseball. That's, yeah, it's like, it's like with a weatherman. Oh. It's like, the, you know, success... Or achieving perfection is like uh, it's really not even a thing. Like right. I mean, you can throw a perfect game, sure. Right. But you know, in terms of like an actual perfect game, you know, would be immaculate innings every inning. That's what would that. That's like thirty six pitches a game. Immaculate inning. Well, there's, there's nine two different kinds of immaculate innings. You've got nine nine pitch immaculate inning or three pitch immaculate inning. Like a nine. That's twenty seven pitches. I would say three pitch. Oh yeah, twenty seven. Nine times three. So yeah, that would technically, I guess, if you're gonna get down to it, be like as perfect as you can get it. Yes. And that's never even come close no. to ever happening. Here's the thing with baseball, right? So yeah, surfing, like obviously, like the the amount of physical strength and and, and dexterity you have to have is is insane. But what I'm saying with baseball, it's not the most physically taxing sport. It's not. You know, you see fat guys playing. <laughs> But, to but I be think that also kind of goes goes towards how difficult it is. It's to like be successful at it and to really be good, you have to be so good. You have to train all the time, hitting a round ball with a round bat coming at you and quicker than the blink of an eye. It's been proven. It's like point oh oh three seconds to decide. It's I think insane. I think the fact that like you do get sort of non traditional i mean you definitely get your jacked guys but like the fact that basically you don't really have to be that much of an athlete i mean unless you want to you know depending on what position you want to be good if you want to be an outfielder like you're gonna have to be pretty tip-top shape but like i think that goes more towards how much like of the understanding you have to have like you know like a guy like bartolo cologne like not everybody that looks like bartolo cologne can go out there and do what bartolo cologne does but he understands baseball and like situations and how to like pace games, like as a pitcher at least. Yep. And I think that, you know, as much as most people see it as a detractor, because you know, as you said, it's not as physically taxing. It's not. It's so, but that's almost makes it like 
doubly as mentally taxing than right. other sports because like you it's, don't have to be some crazy freak athlete. Mental, you just have to know it. It's a mental game, and you have to be you have to know what's going on at all times. And that was always my problem too. Yeah. Like, cause I was, you know, a decent you athlete can, you maybe know, for West Virginia, but my problem with baseball, and I always loved baseball, but I was, you know, I was a guy that, you know, was making the wrong throw or right. like hesitating too long. Right. And, 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 and yeah, if you make the wrong throw or if you even make a throw that's accurate, but a little bit off, you know, throwing it home to tag out a runner or, you know, you have to know the situation. You have a runner on base. You have, you know, who do you throw to? What's and then if you're a pitcher, what do I pitch here? If I throw it too inside, he'll crush it. If I throw it outside, it'll be a ball. If I throw it up, there's just so many things you have to consider. And not your game, but their game as well. And you then know. as a batter, you have to be able to predict where the pitcher's going to throw it. There's a million different plays he could throw. He could throw a curveball. He could throw a fastball. He could throw a knuckleball. He could throw a changeup. And then you have to time your swing perfectly. You have to swing early, swing late, swing right on, like swing. You know. Try to go opposite field. Try to pull, and you have to do all that in like milliseconds. It's like, and it's going at you at yeah. like ninety-five miles an hour, and then sometimes it's not, and you're ahead of it, and then it's like, <laughs> or they throw an ephus like, to just completely buckle yeah. you. It's so <laughs> like, technically driven. I think yeah. it's a very technically driven sport. Totally. Like, I mean, that's y- how golf is too, though. Like, that, golf is like oh, one you of could the argue, most you could definitely argue golf, like one of the most difficult. Sports just because of how technical it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could argue golf. I mean, that's another massive like how hard golf two sports is. where. Yeah. Mainly baseball because golf is just so there's like, no technique. there's no margin of error in golf. You, you but know, your swing on your uh, like baseball. If you want to be in the MLB, you either have to know the game better than like anyone else, like yep. what you were talking about, or you have to be able to do something that nobody else can do, like being a role as Chapman who can throw 105, or Nolan Ryan who can throw throw allegedly like 108 or whatever. Like you have to be so smart and be able to like trick guys and know like tendencies and stuff to make them miss like or you have to be able to throw it so hard physically hard that it like you they know where it's going to be you could tell them almost show them right where it's going to be and they still couldn't hit it i just want to take the average person put them in a batter's box against a rollless chapman and then tell me oh yeah baseball is easy yeah all of us would be crapping ourselves (laughs) yeah yeah. i'd be terrified totally (laughs) crapping our pants bro crapping ourselves (laughs) like facing chapman in a batter's box like like you know and here's the thing, like obviously other sports, like going up against Messi in soccer, you know, or like Derrick Henry in football, or you know, like Connor McDavid in hockey. There's so many, but just thinking about like a a hard uh, ball of leather coming at you faster than cars go on the highway, mm-hmm. and having to decide, oh, totally. hmm, how do I swing at this? Well, like, I think mm. too. Trying uh, when I was trying to think of what I thought. Um, I was also thinking of like how much you would have to dedicate in order to be the best. And that's sort of what makes me lean towards swimming just because baseball. Oh, I have no problem like, with swimming being the hardest sport. With, I mean, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I pre- that's why I like this because like I appreciate the arguments for every sport and I find the arguments, you know, a lot more interesting than coming down to a final answer. But the, re- the like one of the main reasons I kept leaning towards swimming is because like you really can't be – Okay, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know how to word it, really. Like, you have to be born, like, with physical aspects of you to be good. But, like, also, you can't, you really can't be a born swimmer, if that makes sense. Like, you have to be born with, like, the certain frame. Not have to, but, like. You have to be unbelievably athletic. Yeah. You you have to be able. And then baseball. Stamina. You can, like, 
if you can throw fast, like they'll find a spot for you. Like it, yes. faster than everybody. But like, that doesn't mean you're gonna be at the top. No, it doesn't game. mean that. But I think when you when you get down to it, swimming even the best, like a guy like Michael Phelps, he was the best because he had to. I mean, he had the physical abilities. He had like all those like almost like borderline deformities that quite literally like made him better at swimming. But then he also like we talked about, train just every single day, like had to, yep. like to be that good. And I think that's why I lean swimming just because even the best, well, it's the, it's the, like the best is who trains the hardest. It's the margin of error in swimming, right? Like you, you have to practice every day. And, and then every day I've, I don't, I, I never swam, but mm-hmm. I imagine every day at practice is different. And like you're, you, you know, something you want to work on and maybe get shave off. It's kind of like lifting. I don't know. I would say like yeah. you're working, you don't want to work like fly, pull two days in a row or yeah, something yeah. like that. I'd imagine Like you want to like, you know, work on something new every day or you want to shave off that extra point one. You know what I mean? Like by doing something different and then, you know, just the consistency. And like you said, you know, you take one day off, you lose progress. That's so I, I can see like how swimming is like very difficult and then you have to do it like 12 months a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or else you're going to fall behind, you know, dramatically. But then, you know, also like that with baseball, you have like, in, imagine, I mean, I know pitchers don't go back to back and that's a big reason why it's like, well, one, their body just couldn't, but then mentally it'd be so taxing. But like, yeah. think of like a, like a, I don't know, a catcher. So a guy who is basically like a second type of pitcher in a way, in terms of like how much he has to know. I mean, he has to know better than anybody. Catcher else has field. to be the smartest player so, yeah, on the field. He has to. Every game is almost like studying for like a test. Like he's mm-hmm. going to have to know guys, know what they like, tendencies, to, know wor- what to tell the pitcher to throw. Yeah, tendencies, tendencies. You have to know like where to line up guys in the outfield. You have to be able to call plays first and thirds. You have to be able to this, and just calling pitches. I mean, and there's then, a different guy. You just different. You have to remember thousands of scouting reports and exactly where like, to, yeah. It, and then you know, hit the block ninety-five mile an hour fastballs in the dirt, dude. Like, and and then you're crouching. You're and crouching. You're in your thirties, and you've been crouching for the last twenty-five years. Your and knees you just are can't shot. And there's no na- there's no knee savers in the MLB. And baby. then you can face scrutiny for you know if the pitcher gets lit up, you know oh you yeah know, why are you calling a fastball on two two and on to a guy that yeah hits the fastball very well or oh this that curveball came at an inopportune time and he just put it over the left field wall and and there's so many different things and then you have to memorize you know signs and then and yep that's where I, and then where I was going with that point is like like do all that and then you're gonna have to do that. A lot of times, three, four times a week. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know catchers kind of switch out. They but get like, a break, but still, your knees, and don't forget practice, warm-ups. That's also forget. what makes baseball so hard is the turnaround. They're and doing then, that and also sometimes think about five pitching. times a week. Think about pitching, right? So say a guy goes out and throws 95 pitches. He didn't throw 95 times that day. He threw probably close to 200 times that day. Yeah. Warm-up pitches, bullpens, uh Catching just the ball, staying and then hot. Same thing with the, the catcher. You're yeah. throwing the ball back every time, and and like you're doing that the whole game. Like the pitcher gets a break, you're throwing it back, and and then you have to throw down a second on steals and third and first, and and then like swinging, like just such a violent motion over and over, and like the repetition. It's that it that's you know another kind of similarity in swimming is it's more of the stress on your body. I mean, I, okay, that's well, any the, sport. The, the shoulders, I imagine. You I guess not any sport, but like so up. much of the stress is in your training as well as in the repetition of just throwing those things over and over and over. But, but I, I think something about ba- like there are so many baseball games in a year. And it's similar with like the NBA too. Like they mm-hmm. play so many games. Just, and it's like I'm swimming eight meets a year. 
granted I'm practicing every day multiple times, but like they're competing. Like they have to be on their game mm-hmm. so many times throughout a year. It's and a I think that grind. would be yeah. so exhausting. And you know, that's old argument. Like that does make and then the scrutiny individual you face games from fans. Like, you play 162 yeah. games exactly. A year. Oh, you went 0 for four with three strikeouts tonight. Like, yeah, like, you suck. <laughs> like and like, yeah. just imagine the mental toll on that. Absolutely. Like I remember after games, I'd struggle. I, I I would feel terrible, and I'd be like, I'm terrible at this game. Like, why am I playing this? And yeah, you know, and then going back out there for practice or for another game would just be tough. And uh, definitely just the the mental toll. I mean, baseball is more mental than anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I pitched, I could feel it. Like, if I wasn't well, I mean, feeling good, yeah. I, would, I would walk guys on four straight pitches. It's the thing like, everybody, you know, points to. It's like, it's the only sport where if you do something three out of ten times, you're a Hall of Famer. Exactly. Like if you're hitting 300 right now, consistently, failure, you're one of the best hitters baseball ever. Baseball <laughs> is failure is success. You're failing seven times out of ten, and that's fantastic. You're like, whoa, like, this guy. F- just think <laughs> about that. You're failing so much, but you're still considered great. And just, like, all those guys in the Hall of Fame batting 290, 300, mm-hmm. 310, 286, and, and, and s- just the strikeouts and, and, like, everything they've had, but... I don't know, but I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna say like swimming isn't hard. Because I think those are the <laughs> two because like you know, look at a sport like football or the NBA. Those sports, who's great is who like you know who scores the most points, who can make the most threes. Football, who scores the most touchdowns. Swimming and baseball, as much as they are those things, but it's also like you said, it's how much like Michael Phelps is impressive because of like. The things Mental he like doesn't do. He doesn't gifts. like part. Like he doesn't party. He doesn't have some crazy like diet. Like he doesn't take days off. He doesn't. It's stuff that he's not doing that is really. I mean, more as, as impressive as the training is, and then baseball same way. It's like the failing. It's impressive how much they don't fail. Like Phelps, it's impressive how much he doesn't fail in the water. How much he doesn't make mistakes. He's like a robot out there. It's like it's just those are the two sports. Like and then yeah, kind of boxing too. Like I mean, more so. How they're able to work the opponent. And then but think about throwing the first, like on a ground ball. Like if you release at the wrong time, the throw is gonna go awry. And like then that and guy's going. And then going to your left, going to your right. You know, having to field. You know, backhand, forehand, like. And the rules too. Oh, so many. That's another yeah. thing. Swimming too. I mean, maybe. Nah, I don't know. If you grow up in swimming, you're pretty well versed on the rules. Yeah. But like baseball, there's so many like the Bach, like it's like every level you climb to, there's a new yep. set of rules you gotta learn. And pick off yeah. moves. You can lead off. I was lucky as a lefty I could throw. Oh over yeah, first. dude. Lefties yeah. I always got yeah. it. Yeah, that was but yeah, I mean that's I always love when the ones like they do the pause and they just hold it and then they just step right to them and get them. Well, we gotta talk not we're not gonna talk about it now, but the, the pitch clock and all that stuff. We gotta talk about that. Probably oh, on, our opening, that. Day, yeah. on our opening, opening day, day special, which but I'd like to do an opening day special for solving the world. But unless you world. guys have any other, no, I was about points, to say that's I think it's time to wrap it up. We're getting that. we're getting to a long time here. Where are we at? We are at uh, one twenty-six. Oh, wow. that's like perfect podcast. All right. Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap it up. We want to thank David Snyder for coming on. Yes. Yes, thank you for having our me. Our second guest. I think we both had a lot, or we all had a lot of fun here. I think, you know, yeah, they said say one of our one of our better episodes, I think. So yeah, far. I agree. Definitely. definitely. Uh, Go out on definitely. a limb. For David Snyder, Joel Butcher, <laughs> Declan Condon, I'm Jonathan Hamilton. This has been Solving the World. We'll see you again in a week.